This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam, here with another podcast that just talks about movies. That's right. Today we are doing a very special episode. Unlike um, like this very special episodes from TV and stuff where we find out that Liam has an incurable disease. No, um, <laughs> we, today we are talking about an incurable disease that came out uh, that's called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're doing a very, this is a bonus episode, so it's not, and- not going to be a full episode. This is not going to be the, you're not going to have to listen to us for two and a half hours like you usually do. Um, yeah, today we're going to be talking pretty shortly about uh, just Zack Snyder's Justice League, kind of give a, a review, I guess. Um, I suppose that's what we're going to call this. This is a review. And um, I will say that this movie has received mountain, mountains of praise in so many circles, but I don't care how many praises it's faced. It's never faced us, not us united. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll give you my oh, one, no. my one word, uh, my one word review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> That's the third how many time times we've used that joke now. <laughs> That's the third time. That's the third time we've used that joke. Um, yeah. So Zack Snyder's Justice League released last Thursday. Um, this episode is actually going to be coming out on the 25th, so it's a, a week after the Snyder Cut has come out. Um, Lucas, Liam, and I went and hopped on uh, Discord, and we watched it together, um, individually in our own homes using a, a legal crave subscription, um, 100% legal. And I yes. uh, okay, I don't okay. I think I guess to start is just a refresher on what we uh, what is it on what we thought of each uh, uh was it of each of these DC movies leading back to forth to go really quick on my end. Didn't really didn't think Man of Steel was very good. Hated BVS, despised Suicide Squad, and uh, was uh, don't even really remember the uh, was it the studio cut of Justice League very well. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Wonder Woman is fine. Yeah. Wonder Woman's pretty yeah, good. I, I like Wonder Woman. Yeah, and that's. When I, when I talk about the DC Universe, I'm like, I like Wonder Woman. I kind of leave it at that. <laughs> That's <laughs> all you have to say. Yeah, Shazam's all right. Shazam's all right. Shazam's pretty good. Yeah, but I'm also Shazam and Aquaman came out after the fact, so I don't know mm. if they really count. Oh, I see. Leading yeah. up. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. and I, I can't remember what I said on the Zack Snyder episode about Justice League. I don't think we really talked about it much because um, it's not really a Zack Snyder movie. Uh, I was completely indifferent to it. I thought it was pretty boring. I didn't care about it at all. The original? Yeah. 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 Um, I know Liam and I saw it in theaters. And and I remember being pretty indifferent as well. But I remember also like uh, the bar being so fucking low that it was like uh, there were a couple of things we gave it just out of like, uh, like, again, what I remember saying to really hammering it to Christian after uh, we talked about it a little bit. I'm like, so you have something that's just minuscule, unforgettable, but or uh, was it forgettable? But here's the problem. When it's the fucking Justice League, that's a really big failure. Yeah, it's a really big deal. It's a really big shoe. Um, yeah, so for those of you that maybe don't know the story behind this, was that Zack Snyder had to leave slash maybe was fired. There's not really It's not really clear what happened there, but um, his his daughter um, passed away uh, in under very unfortunate circumstances and um she she um, took her own life and so Zack Snyder had to step away from directing the Justice League um the original 
cut, theatrical cut that we have now. Um, From what I understand, most of it was pretty much, with the adi- with the exception of some scenes ordered to being removed, like he sh- he pretty much shot the whole thing. Right. He was then replaced by Joss Whedon, um, who then proceeded to reshoot and completely redo the entire film, essentially and, rewrite the entire thing. And on top of that, um, the Stu- Warner Brothers refused to delay the film because uh, I actually just looked into this. Um, they refused to delay it because the executives or heads of Warner's at the time were going out the door, and they said the only way they could keep their bonuses is to release it on the promised uh, release date. Right, which is pretty messed up. Um, yep. It's been rumored that anywhere from 10 to 40% of Snyder's original vision was included in the theatrical cut. Some numbers even say higher. Um, after watching Snyder's Justice League, I think the number is definitely a little higher. Um, but anyway, um, so after he was replaced um, by Joss Whedon, the movie kind of took its own direction and was no longer his vision. Um, therefore, you had fans across the internet um, saying, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. This Even then the fueled, Snyder Cut at that time didn't fucking exist. In the way that we see it today. In the way that we see yeah. it today, it did not mm. exist. Um, this fueled the fire um, for a long time. And then as of last year, it was announced that it was going to be happening on HBO Max and that it was going to be a four-hour-long film. And uh, that Zack Snyder had been given, um, uh, was it $70 million to uh, finish all the effects he needed and uh, potentially uh, go back and uh, sh- and shoot, uh, uh, go back for three days of filming. Right. So that's where we come to last Thursday, March 18th, 2021, when the... Zack Snyder's Justice League was released. So if we haven't made it clear quite yet, um, we didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it uh, quite I wasn't like, at partic- all. I wasn't particularly impressed with it, though I do have some sympathy for Mr. Snyder during these circumstances. Yeah. And sure. I am ha- and I am happy that he... I'm happy that this exists on the precedent that he actually did get to... Uh, fi- that he did give- get the chance to finish it. Yeah. Just on that principle alone, as much as I hate like the idea of the auteur or whatnot, I do think it is pretty cool that he did get that chance to do it after uh, he really got fucked around. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a very rare opportunity that he got, uh, and I'm glad he got to realize his vision, and I'm glad people are enjoying the movie. Uh, but I hated it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the end of it, you could see Lucas's blood was boiling. Or sorry, you could hear it because we had our cameras off. But you could you could hear his blood was fucking like curdling, not even boiling, like curdling. And like I, we had a riot. We had a like there was so many times where we were laughing, and I don't think we were supposed to be laughing. <laughs> um, but we were like, I mean, there's a couple moments where you could definitely tell Snyder was was trying to do something humorous. Um, but then you have moments like the beginning of the film when you meet Lois Lane for the first time and she places her coffee on the police barricade. And the only thing I could say was, here's your coffee, dead Superman. <laughs> and I said it like, it's just so funny. And it's, also, it was the, the reason like it was so weird because like. 
that like the shot of her coffee it was a close-up on the coffee cup and it was in slow motion yeah so like the film's telling you this cup of coffee's important but it wasn't it had no purpose <laughs> well, what confuses me about this whole movie in general and i'm not sure how much of this just comes from the aspect ratio but every frame of this movie is shot like it's the biggest fucking thing that's ever been put to yeah. film especially mm-hmm. in the first couple parts of the movie the first because it's 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 um sectioned off in like chapters um, I think there's six of those chapters. Am I right? Yeah, part one, yep. two, three, four, and five, and six. Yeah. Oh, and uh, members of the epilogue. Oh, and the, epilogue. And the yeah. epilogue. So there's seven, essentially seven chapters. Um, and each one kind of is focused on, like, I guess a moment in those sections. Or I, a major theme of whatever that act of a film is, or like a line of dialogue. Or a, Yeah, or a really fucking stupid line of dialogue. Um, so you get that too. But... You could tell there was I, I okay I couldn't tell how much of it was reshot. Um, there was definitely moments where you could tell like some people were older. Um, slash, there's maybe... one scene at the end where I could tell it was reshot, not because I knew it it was, but because how skinny Ben this Affleck scene at the end was. With ben Affleck at the end, and he looks a lot leaner than he did for the rest of that movie. Yeah, 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 he wasn't he wasn't super bulky. He was like more or less normal dude looking he's just like yeah he's like ben affleck waiting for his dunkin donuts you know he's yeah just... well i mean this it was also just kind of surreal because this is af- after uh filming justice league and reshoots ben affleck was kind of fat for a while mm-hmm. uh just because he still had all of that muscle that just kind of turned to fat so yeah. like seeing him like a lot more lean and somewhat healthy looking it was like uh what <laughs> yeah um so i think just pinpointing some of the things that we weren't really big fans of for me personally um like it, it seemed as though it didn't really have a main character and I get that it's the justice league and that it's an ensemble piece, but it doesn't treat it like an ensemble piece. You, you need a, you need one character to really ground it. And I, and that's what I thought they were doing at first with uh Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, Oh no, surprise. It's actually cyborg. Oh no, no. This bit is, is uh Wally West or not Wally West. This little bit here Barry is, Allen. is Barry Allen's or, um, I mean, Wonder Woman did jack shit in this movie. All Wonder Woman did in this <laughs> yeah. movie was fight and give exposition. And, and yeah, and yeah, awkward. they tried to they tried to build up like a relationship between her and Steppenwolf, and like it didn't work yeah. at all. Yeah, and just like a budding chemistry between her and Bruce. Yeah, they they accidentally touched hands once, and that was about it. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, uh, was it? Which is kind of uh, uh, was it? Like I know where they pulled it from, so that just alienated me even more because I'm like, oh, you're pulling it from somewhere that was actually kind of charming and uh, right. Mm-hmm. Was it that I liked? But now, but you're just doing it because people re- reacted positively to it. I don't know. Yeah, Aquaman didn't really do anything. Oh, they made they made Brookwoman boring. Yeah, which yeah, is... they, he went from Brookwoman to Brookwoman. Yeah, <laughs> he's an <laughs> like, emo. So, so for those who have seen the original cut. Uh, so there's that scene when he's like leaving the bar and like the waves are hitting him and he's drinking the the whiskey and like the cool music is playing underneath. Yeah, they have like the white stripes and whatnot. Or... Yeah, they made him they made him so cool and like and and like charming. And then in in the Snyder cut, it's basically the same, but the colors are taken out. Not completely, obviously, but like and also they have like this sad music playing underneath. It's very somber. And I'm like, oh, he went from being cool to being an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. He went from, oh man, drinking's fun to oh man. Drinking. I got a drink to forget my problems. <laughs> poor poor um, bastard. Um <laughs> In yeah. fact, should we just go down each member of a league to like sure, just talk about because a lot of them were very much changed, obviously, from the 
cut that went to theaters. Sure. Yeah. So let's start. Well, I mean, we just kind of talked about Aquaman because he doesn't do jack shit in this movie. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And also for an additional two hours, I thought they were going to work in at least a few more, more. Oh, yeah. Or my, my man. man. <laughs> I'm glad we timed that right. Um, <laughs> next up, I think, would be Barry Allen, so The Flash. Um, just oh, Mostly God. just because I want to talk about the fucking hot dog bit. Um, uh, I, sorry. So I will. I, before you get to that, I just want to say one thing about his character. Oh, yeah. Just, I found him fucking irritating as all hell in the, uh, in the theatrical cut. And, uh, but I also couldn't tell how much of that was new material or whatnot because like, it cuts so much back and forth between new and old. Um, well, here I'm like, oh, no, he, he's still that bad. Like, there's I, I even thought... that scene where he's talking to his dad, where his dad's giving like a, where Billy Crudup's giving a very understated performance and actually saying something useful to him, and all he does is fucking ignore him and just act yeah. obnoxious. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he was a little bit better in the original cut, uh, just because there was less of him. Agreed. <laughs> uh, I didn't find him. I didn't find him like that grating in the original, uh, largely because I was only half paying attention, I guess. But also like. Uh, I think Joss Whedon is a much more comedic director. I don't know if he directed those scenes, but like in the edit, it felt like the timing of his jokes were a little better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was just a, I don't know if there was actually to, uh, timing differences or maybe it was just tone differences that made it work a little bit better. I think it's a balance the, of both. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but in this film, he's so out of place. Mm hmm. He is in a completely different movie than everyone else. Yeah, even even he's in a completely different movie in his own scenes when mm -hmm. it's just him. Like when he's save, yeah. saving, um, what's her name? Uh, Iris West. Iris which... West. Um, when he's saving Iris there and during the car accident scene, and like the music's all like heroic and stuff. And there's and at like, first mm -hmm. it starts out kind of cool. Yeah, it's like pretty neat. Like he... his shoes phase off and like yeah, and he he, he like reaches out his finger to like break the glass as he like moves forward and that yeah, seems pretty cool bends and warps and then crashes that was cool yeah. but then as he's saving iris there's a hot dog floating in the air beside her head and he yeah. grabs it which takes two fucking minutes of screen time for him just to grab <laughs> and then he places it it's all in slow-mo yeah that's the other thing and then he places it in his pocket brushes iris's hair brushes it out of her face and it's fucking yeah. creepy yeah, it's like they don't even know each other. They just bumped into each other as he was walking into this pet store. He was trying to get a job mm -hmm. at. And then fast forward, he's all good, all fine. And then like he's inside and he's feeding the hot dog to the, to the dogs that he's trying to work with, a dog walking job he's trying to get, you know? And like the tonal difference between his character and the things that are surrounding him in that scene is glaring and unforgivable quite frankly it feels mm -hmm. like okay so even with just the inclusion of iris west i was curious as to what it was going to be like because i knew she was casted and they shot a scene with her or they shot scenes with her but i'm like nobody's gonna know who this is or the significant significance of this if they don't know who the fucking flash is or right. barry allen right like i had to explain to lucas who that was supposed to be I mean, to be fair, you had to explain a lot of things to me. <laughs> yeah, like this movie does not do a very good job at explaining, um, uh, was it at explaining uh, like extra DC lore or whatnot? Yeah, it kind of feels like you've you started in the middle of a comic book run. You know, like mm -hmm. you nothing you it was just like here I'm gonna give you issue 17 of this of this 47 run, and you're like okay, but what what about the first 16 issues? Like oh no, don't no, shut up, go home, like. Uh, 
one the I was gonna uh before we get into a lot of those, but if we're still on the flash, there is one additional detail I did want to give, which is where it was I was like, okay, maybe you were maybe this is cool, but no, it doesn't outweigh anything, which is actually seeing just because I like it when comic book movies go really big and do the more crazy, cool, out there stuff. At first, when he's break when he actually tap when they well lose at the end and he just taps into the speed force and just goes. I was like, yes, finally we get to see the fucking flash do the fucking speed force. But uh, what is it? Well, one, outside of the fact that it pisses me off, yes, I know I'm juvenile, that his uh lightning is blue and not yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the fact that I'm like, really wet, grand, out there ideas like this should be really fun. Should Especially be fun. with yeah. a fucking Flash. Like, not, like, just something was off there, and I don't know how to explain it. Well, they could be fun in his movie. They could be fun in, in, a, in a movie where it's just the Flash, and things are written around him to supplement his character. But the movie is not written to, like, to even have the Flash there. Like, it, there's no reason for him to, like, really be a part of any of those scenes. Totally. Yeah, there's, 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 like, there's, like, two specific scenes where he's actually necessary, and right. that's about it. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, and, and it's just because he's a he's the Deus Ex Flashica, you know? <laughs> like he just, and Deus Ex Supermanica, you know? It's just... Um, anyway, so that's the Flash. Uh, we might as well talk about Wonder Woman next. Um, I'm going she from do anything. importance. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. do anything. Um, so if on that note, we might as well talk about all of them at the same time. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman, there's a whole bit in, I don't know what part of the movie, I think it's four or something like that, where she's explaining who Darkseid is and, and all that stuff. And it doesn't feel like she's telling Ben at. She doesn't feel like she's telling... Bruce Wayne this it feels like she's reading a book and she's doing the audio book for this thing it doesn't feel like she's actually telling a person telling she's telling the audience she's not telling Bruce Wayne and I had a big problem with that because I was like I get that COVID and all this shit and you probably wanted to keep Gal Gadot home so that she could just you know continue to make shitty covers of songs with celebrities and whatnot (laughs) And, and you know but Get her, get a performance out of her, like she's an mm-hmm. actor and, and a, 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 an okay one at that. Like you could get an, a performance out of her, Zach. Even over a Zoom call, you could probably get a, a fucking performance out of her. And it just, it just felt like she wasn't. I'm talking performance wise, at least, not in character wise, because obviously the only person who was going to be able to explain any of that shit was going to be um, Wonder Woman, because she's the, yeah. she's the yeah. only one who has any frame of reference of anything that's going on. Um, but yeah, it just it just kind of felt like she was just it was just a dial it was just a dialogue exposition dump is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And that's really all she did throughout most of this. Like, I mean, like Gal Gadot still sells like her presence and the fighting and whatnot, but just the fact and but also this movie kind of adds into the problem that everybody talks about. The first uh, was a Wonder Woman movie, which is that it's she's supposed to be portrayed as super hopeful and an inspiration, but she also is kind of a mass murderer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she yeah, killed, like she and she does of kind of showcase uh an argument for a hege- uh, was it hegemony being a good thing right <laughs> and also is wonder woman like also like super fast or is that just when she's blocking bullets uh, uh, wonder woman's wonder woman's uh she's not like the flash level of super fast but she is a degree of super fast she's like yeah she's 
as fast as a bullet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Because, like, everyone, but, like, most of the time in this movie, she's either just walking around or jumping like a normal person, like, jumping higher than a normal person, but, like, right. not moving much faster than a normal person. But then she's got to block bullets, and she's as fast as fucking sound. That's a good like, point. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like her powers aren't really explained very well. <laughs> yeah. Liam, yeah. I don't you, and, like, uh, one thing that kind of bothered me about Wonder Woman in this movie is she has this whole character arc about, like, learning to open herself up more or whatever, about how, like, she shut herself off to the, off, off of the, off to the world when Steve Trevor died. And, like, that's not what happens in Wonder Woman. No. Like, not at all. Like, there's, there's no... It's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, it feels like Chris Terrio and Snyder and, and, like, Joss Whedon even were, like, Oh, woman made Wonder Woman movie. Shut up, Patty Jenkins. Uh, and then we're, we're gonna make our own Wonder I think, Woman movie. I also I, I, I feel like I feel like it's not necessarily on this movie because like because of the way like they made Wonder Woman after BVS is that right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, the and, script and, was written at, was written while BVS was filming. Yeah, I feel like they're just trying to explain. They're trying to justify like why she wasn't quote unquote like active during like. the uh between wonder woman and bvs have it be like that she just went off that she just went off on like grand adventures that weren't just completely earth or bound like you have wonder woman who could do like the greek mythology stuff like just have it in there like she even has a line where she's like i've killed things from other worlds or whatnot in bvs where i'm like i'm assuming she's talking about it while she was supposed to be in isolation or cut herself off i don't don't understand the point of that 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 whole plot yeah, is she like right, Indiana Jones? Fun. She just like goes to work, and then ever on Saturdays <laughs> she just has time to go save the Ark of the Covenant. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. She they, they didn't the her her theme does pop up a lot, and that theme is very fun. But also they added like a new theme. Oh. That's uh, remember remember that music that it was always yeah, that's oh, like that theme. I thought you meant the character like uh, theme of the character, not oh no not no, no the, I meant the music sorry the music no, the music that sounded like yeah. Troy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I wasn't opposed to that that music, but like I don't know, it felt kind of weird that they would transition. They just gave her a new theme but mm. also still used her old theme. I felt like and they overused weird. her new theme too cuz yeah. I remember yeah. there was a moment every time she walked basically every time she walked on the screen it played. Like, I remember <laughs> there's a moment Lucas where you were like this music is really fucking bothering me. Like, I don't know if that was a that was the the um I think that was near the end. Yeah. Or like well, I don't know. I was hoping the end was near the whole time, so I don't know what, what yeah. that actually was. I mean, we, uh, we can't deny whenever you hear, <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. it's fucking, Get hype. it's dope. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Wonder Woman. I don't know, Liam, if you have anything else you want to say about Wonder Woman. Not really much there. Um, All right. Let's move on to, okay, in levels of importance again, um, Superman, I think, is um, probably the next up in this line. So, as a Superman fan, I was telling you guys that this continues to showcase how Zack Snyder does not understand Superman. Mm-hmm. They only bring him back, like in the theatrical cut, because Batman has fucking quitter mentality. And is like, I can't do this without Superman. And because Superman is a deterrent. Right. I'm like, do you understand why Superman... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I lost my cool. I'm cool. <laughs> do you understand? Do you understand Superman at all? Like, this isn't about him being a good person or like an inspiration, like mm-hmm. you seem to think it is. It's just that he's a deterrent for fucking aliens showing like, up. Yeah. Like, so the like a, a big portion of the movie is Batman trying to get the Justice League together, 
and like if they wanted to use superman as like a hopeful hopeful inspiration type plot point instead of just he can punch real good plot point you can use the resurrection of superman to get the team together yeah like and like everyone's everyone's disconnected and like and like dejected or whatever and they're like yeah we can't we can't we can't save the world without superman we're fucked and then batman's like oh but if we bring back superman and then that's what brings everyone together that 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 could work i think better than what they did it seems like they're trying to go for that because you have that line where batman's just like um we are there we are not us unless we're all six of us or some shit like that i don't know what the fucking line Mm. is but he basically says like we need all six of us and like i don't know you seem to be doing okay so far (laughs) yeah and also i know it was pointed out several times when we were watching that but man do they push the jesus crap in that scene when they resurrect (laughs) superman like man do they push it like you have the the what is it the the creation of man where it's just like you have like the flash touching yeah, the, the michelangelo painting yeah like yeah allusions yeah. to that yeah you have like well i mean even just the whole resurrection thing or whatnot which but i uh, was it before anybody says well it was in the comics i'm like yes i'm aware i love death of superman and it's not subtle but good lord it actually understood why to use that shit when you bring back superman yeah. not just for G- yeah, see G- how Jesus. similar he is to jesus yeah, and Jesus couldn't punch very good, so he's, so he's different from Superman. Actually, yeah, Jesus would not, Jesus would fight guys, but not aliens. You know? he, I mean, well, he he flipped some tables. <laughs> In fact, why this frustrates me most, especially as a fan, is that I've all will always stand by that. Comp- just comparing Jesus to Superman in a story is the laziest fucking thing you could do with that character. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. some reason, we just can't get away from it. That and. What if Superman were bad? No. Yeah. <laughs> which is, oh, yeah, Liam and I, we've talked about, actually all three of us have talked about it in the past, which is such a lazy, lazy way to, to use Superman. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but like he's the, he's the epitome of good. What if he were bad? It's like, get the <laughs> finger out of your fucking nose. Stop poking your brain and like <laughs> come back to Earth for a second. Um, realize why Superman works as a good guy and that... Me, changing the character in such a way really diminishes the entire value behind the character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like Zack Snyder's th- Superman isn't even like that good of a person. No, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially the, when he's like, first... I don't want to help the, I don't want to help the justice league. Peace. <laughs> and then he fucks <laughs> off. Yeah. And, and I think this is something Liam has mentioned multiple times, probably in the Snyder episode as well, but like, like uh, Lois Lane can't be Superman's only connection to humanity. Right. Like right. he needs to like humanity. <laughs> also, this movie had no idea what to do with Lois Lane whatsoever. All most no. of his all of her screen time is her just sitting around at home feeling sad until Superman comes back, mm-hmm. and then she has to save him from killing all of a fu- or stop him from killing all of a fucking Justice League. Yeah. Here's your coffee, dead Superman. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I guess. Not a huge, I just because I feel like we need to mention him because he's he's in the film. Um, Martian Manhunter shows up for two scenes, and they're two completely irrelevant and unnecessary fucking scenes. Well, that first scene undercut what could have been a really great moment. It between, definitely uh... could have. So it's a, it, the scene is Ma Kent is going to visit Lois Lane, and they're talking about like, oh man, we have this mutual thing. My my dead son, you know, and then. You find out at the end of that scene that it wasn't her, that it was Martian Manhunter 
who is also, for these past few movies, been in disguise as Commander Angry Fuck mm-hmm. from The Matrix. Yeah. And, like, the the bit where, what does she say? Um, get get busy living, get busy dying. Yeah, you just gotta keep, you gotta <laughs> move, you gotta keep moving forward. I don't, return like return that, to the living. Return to mm-hmm. the living, which is a great mm-hmm. line in the context of them being Lois Lane and Ma Kent. Like, it's mm-hmm. a great moment. But, why is Martian Manhunter the one who's saying that to her? There's no <laughs> yeah, reason. And also, like ever, oh, so many other things, like the Flash's costume or Martian Manhunter is so over-designed when that yeah. should be one of the easiest designs to get right. Yeah, Great I bald guy green head. Weird. Yeah, the a- weird alien lines on his head. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, bald guy, green yeah, face. I, I mean, to be fair, I didn't really like many of the designs in this movie. That's fair. I don't know. I think I Batman didn't, I didn't looks like okay. the way Stefan Wolf looked. Dark side looked cool, I guess. But yeah. Um, you Purple also panels. didn't like bad goggles. <laughs> the bat goggles. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we talk? Should we talk about night night owl Batman? Uh, <laughs> I say we talk about because I would go with um, cyborg first, personally. Okay. Then talk okay. about Batman. Cyborg. Okay, I will talk positively about cyborg to a point. Mm-hmm. One, I actually have an understanding of who this guy is, and like uh, why I'm supposed to care about him, and also. Oh my god! Even just after, like, I feel really bad for Ray Fisher. Yeah. Like uh, in his situation, because he's the person with the mo- probably the most heart in this movie, and the and, person who I feel like is the actually most giving robotic. the best perform is probably giving the best performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think Cyborg was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like I I, I like Ray Fisher's uh, giving it his all, and uh, he actually has like a story arc and like something going on. As opposed to, I don't know, I just want to hang out with the Justice League, I guess, which was the Flash's motivation. Yeah, um, quite, and quite literally, the the like when Batman goes to get him, fetch him, he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you want to come join the Justice? It's like, yeah. yep. And, and I, I want to talk about that scene for a, a quick second. Yeah, for sure. Like in that scene, they have this intense music playing under it because Batman is like confronting the Flash, and they're like having a little bit of a back and forth and then the flash starts making jokes and the intense music keeps playing Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop and it's so jarring it's very and out of place and it was it was just so weird yeah i don't know i I just wanted to bring that up i'm rich yeah (laughs) we'll get there i'll get there um yeah sorry so yeah i understand what liam's saying like he is definitely uh, I've, i've heard it explained that cyborg is the heart of the movie and he kind of is because that's mm. where a lot of like the emotional tension comes from, which is ironic considering Superman fucking died and, <laughs> and Lois Lane is teed up to be, like you said, his connection to um, humanity. So you'd think that'd be where some of the heart is, but they didn't write it very well. So they were like, um, here, rewrite Cyborg's character and make him more important. Um, and I guess it, it also it does kind of feel like justice in a way, League. Um, it feels like justice in a way because of how Ray Fisher was treated during the production of the theatrical mm. cut of, of the mm-hmm. Justice League. Um, so it, it does kind of feel like they're like, here, Ray, we'll, we'll make it better for you. Please don't sue the shit out of us. You know? Yeah. He, um, he gets one of the three F-bombs that are in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was dumb. Well, like, the first, <laughs> even the first F-bomb is... is yeah, it was it, just someone in the background saying like fuck or something i can't remember exactly yeah. what they said and the only reason why we noticed it was because we had subtitles on because we were going to yeah. be talking during the movie so yeah. like yeah we just read it but yeah there's yeah. Like three fucks 
I will yeah, add... And, and, like, sorry, I just want to elaborate a little bit on uh, why Cyborg's F-bomb was dumb. Like, so, uh, Wonder Woman says something along the lines of, like, if you help us, we can save the world. And then Cyborg says, fuck the world. Right. And I I don't think that worked because there's literally, there's literally nothing in his story so far that alluded to him hating the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that alluded to him hating his father, but there's literally nothing about him having like some sort of resentment to the world's world as a whole. So that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And yep. Yeah. Like they're like, they could have had a scene where like someone like, like freaked out at him being a robot or something. Yeah. Put, also, put some like, like something uh, put some Frankenstein that. monster shit in there, you know? Like, yeah. Maybe he, he thinks... tries to get back out into the world and like they reject him. Then yeah. He'd like saying fuck the world would work. And I guess we can assume something like that has happened, and, but yeah. they didn't show it. And if he thinks fuck the world, then why did he use uh why did he go when he was in the computer network, uh, give those poor people a bunch of money? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It didn't um, make sense. I, I will one thing I will add just about the inclusion of Cyborg, which is I did really like his scene where he's in the dig, where it does show like the way he sees everything and how what mm-hmm. he can what he can do. In fact, that's probably given me the most convincing argument as to why Cyborg may fit in the Justice League because I've always been pretty like like why Cyborg? Why can't we just have Martian Manhunter? Right. Mm. Yeah. No, it made sense. It made sense in that in that he is very human for being a robot i mean he's a cyborg but we all know yeah he's mostly he's mostly robotic um Mm -hmm. yeah and it humanizes him right and and makes him feel more like okay he he wants to do good and he does he genuinely wants to do good which again builds off of the fuck the world line it's like even like going back to before he became cyborg where he's like cheated where he like hacked the computers just so his friend could uh still play on the team yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah, so clearly, clearly, this guy doesn't have like resentment against the world as a whole. He just hates his dad. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's what the movie is telling us. And suddenly, he's like, "Fuck the world." And you're like, "What?" Yeah. Since when? Um, okay, cyborg. Is that it? Is that what we have to say for cyborg? Cyborg is definitely of uh, a highlight of this movie for me. Yeah, best character of the movie. Yeah, agreed. Um, Batman. So Batman. I still will argue just from the conception level, Batman has not been redeemed. Batman is still needs to be held accountable for all the people he fucking murdered last movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He murdered a lot of people. Yeah, he's a he's he's a, he's a serial killer at this point. Or as yeah. I described in the Snyder Cut, he's a drunk billionaire psychotic who dry who goes out at night and rows people down with his car. And it's funny because <laughs> like there are times in this movie where yeah, in the in the cartoon and like the comics and whatnot, it makes sense why Batman's a part of the Justice League. It makes zero sense why Batman's a part of this Justice League. Like, <laughs> there, there's moments where we laughed pretty fucking hard. Like, for example, when they're meeting Superman for that first time, when they when he's get resurrected, and like all the Justice League have their cool like launch ins, and then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if you just see Batman's feet like walk in? <laughs> like, everybody landed all cool, and, and you just see. Yeah, and then the way he enters that scene, he walks around a car. <laughs> it's like, like he's just been cowarding, cowering, cowering. Like, yeah, he was he was hiding because he he knows that like if. Because, like, they say, I don't know if they, can't remember if they say it in the Snyder Cup, but they said in the original one that, like, if Superman sees Batman, that could ruin everything. Right. Uh, and that's why he wasn't there. But then, like, when he does actually enter, he just, like, strolls around a burning car. Like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or the, there's a bit where they're towards the end of the movie when uh, the Justice League are all flying in and, like, it's a splash page and you have, like, it's everyone like, Witness flying. all of your favorite heroes fighting together. Cyborg, yeah. The Flash, 
Aquaman, Wonder Woman. But since he's in a Batmobile and you can't see him, car. <laughs> just, <laughs> car. <laughs> in fact, you know what would have helped? Uh, like, because comics do this all the time where Batman's with the League and if it's something out of his element, like have him wear a mech or something or like. He literally wore one in BBS. Yep. I mean, like, despite how impractical it was there outside, <laughs> and it only looked like that because that's how it looked in the comic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he was supposed to be the center of the Justice League, kind of like Tony Stark is for the Avengers. Um, he's he's kind of they kind of rolled Tony Stark and uh, um, Nick Fury into one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, and just kind of had Ben Affleck talk as Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. There are times where it's like, man, you're trying. I can tell you're trying, man. Yeah, you're, yeah. I can tell you're having fun as Batman, but like, even well, towards here, the end of the movie, you're just like, oh man, he's fucking tired. He doesn't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that. Even just in points of his movie, I can tell that like after what happened with BVS, he's just exhausted. He's like, I put all of this work in. <laughs> what is mm-hmm. it? I got jacked. I spent months prepping for this, and now no. <laughs> what is it? And now this movie's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people hate yeah i don't know like i don't think ben affleck is a bad actor by any means i think he's a pretty middling actor but like for me i cannot see anyone except ben affleck yeah like i see i just see ben affleck in a bat suit I'm like oh he's cosplaying Look at him go. <laughs> i just uh, and i've always had the thing with ben affleck where i think he can be really good but like most i think he primarily belongs behind the camera yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't disagree yeah i think he's a better director than he is an actor uh i i i, I, I feel kind of bad about saying that because like I, I i don't think he's like a bad guy or anything or like bad at what he does it's just for me i can only see ben affleck and it's so and i bet you also feel bad because i remember you said you agree but he really committed himself to it he, he did could. he was trying real hard <laughs> he was he was doing his best yeah um, I'm like, I wish I could appreciate your performance, but it's just, it's just Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so sad because, like, you there's a lot of work that it's clear you put into this. Yeah, yeah. Sure. as opposed to something like Ezra Miller, where there was clearly no work put in whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. He had to learn how to be incredibly annoying. Um, <laughs> um, but so yeah, I don't really have uh, much to say. That's the thing with Batman is that he's in a very integral part of the movie in concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But not in execution. And yeah. and that's incredibly disappointing because also, Batman is one of the is probably him and Superman are notoriously known as the DC superheroes. Well, yeah. Right? Well, Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman are of a trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the reason why people got into comics for a lot of cases. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate that the three of them have been, especially in this movie, have been treated the way, or their characters have been treated the way that they've been treated. Yeah, because, none of them really had much going for them. No, not at all. Like, and it, I understand that you, as a business, as Warner Brothers or whoever put this fucking piece of shit out, um, needed to bank on your other characters because you have other movies coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And you have other things that are going to be coming from this property. Even though uh, Even Ben though, Affleck is out the door and it looks like Cavill is as well. Right. Mm. which makes zero fucking sense as per the epilogue, which I think we should talk about. Because um, yeah. first, I think before we get to the epilogue, should we talk about the new additions who were included? Uh, was it that weren't in the theatrical or like just other changes that were made? I thought we did. 
No, we haven't really got because like there are a lot of characters thrown in here that were not in the uh, theatrical. Like uh, we talked about Martian Manhunter. We talked about uh, Dark. Class. We didn't really say anything about uh, Dark, Dark Side. Because Dark Side's not fucking in the movie. <laughs> it's jack yeah, it's shit. Just like I don't know. I just wanted to talk about how one of the most frustrating things as a fan about the um, I was it about the theatrical cut is that where I'm like. You put the new gods and the mother boxes in there or whatnot, but they're so watered down to a point where it's like, oh, you can't even do anything more with them at this point or, like, really get into them. And that still stands here. Mm -hmm. Like, and especially given that, like, the new gods are, like, one of the most out there, psychedelic, like, cool things in, like, DC Comics. And you were given an extra two and a half hours. <laughs> to explain these characters, you know, I mean, oh, at least with but no, they needed a slow mo shot of dead Superman's coffee. Yep. <laughs> also, at least uh, I will say, at least this time, I understood why Steppenwolf wasn't coming to Earth and like what his whole what his motivation was as a character. Right. They did expand on Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I know you're saying like, what about all the people that were added? They added zero value. They added zero, like, zero value to this movie. Yeah, and I think that's important to talk about because especially given the people who they threw back in, a lot of them got retconned, like Willem Dafoe. Right, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. So much Amber Heard. I remember several <laughs> times, doing, several times I, I would she, just say, oh man, Amber Heard's in this. <laughs> I didn't even know, I was, and she's doing this weird British accent because I guess that's what, I guess this is one thing a lot of movies have, which is that they think people sounding British sound super fantasy or otherworldly. But like, you had $70 million. You couldn't have just gone back in and did ADR for her lines and had her not sound British. Like, you had $70 million. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I understand that they wanted to restore this to as close as it was before uh, all the changes happened, but... Now, but Jovis has contributed to doing it like that, which is now people are like, oh, the Snyder Cut was great. Give us back the Snyderverse! Right. And I'm like, no, we are oh, doing man. so well, guys. Well, I mean, I didn't like Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984, but still, we were getting better. We were figuring this out. I have a feeling that, like, the air, air cut is going to be a huge fucking thing that happens in the God. next couple of months here. And that's going to be a piss off because, like, no. I mean, I know that exists because the footage the footage is there. He was there the entire time during production, so the footage is there. But do I really want to see that? No. I'll probably watch it anyway fact, because I'm Especially even but... we know with that movie, we know that uh, Ayer's whole plan while making it was to, quote, from the beginning, before reshoots or anything came in, was to find the movie in the edit. Which is not how mm. you make a movie. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you make a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suicide Squad's not a documentary. You're talking about it's a documentary about mental health. <laughs> to be honest, I just want a documentary about everything that went on behind the scenes with this, uh, with the Snyderverse and like mm -hmm. what happened with uh, Warner Bro what was going on with Warner Brothers. Yeah, that'd be super yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. So not a lot of value being pumped into this. Um. So, yeah, okay, before we talk about the epilogue, I think we should talk a little bit more about, like, the production side of this. So, um, you could tell Snyder really had a lot of heart and really wanted to make something that, you know, Autumn, his daughter, would be proud of because the guy makes movies. He has always kind of made movies for his seven kids or six kids, Um and just, like, his fans or, like, people who share those sensibilities. Yeah. He's a man who definitely cares. But the th thing with Snyder that I think we've talked about in the past was that I think he 
doesn't know what he really cares about. He cares. He does, but he's I don't. Not a, he's a awful communicator of ideas. Right. Yeah. Just like us. Just like us for the past 54 <laughs> episodes. Um, yeah, like, I think something I said while we were watching it is, like, his his idea of, like, philosophy or, like, big ideas is pretty shallow. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't necessarily want to call him a shallow person because I don't know him. But the way he, the way he presents like ideas in his movie is like, oh, that's an interesting idea, and then never explores it. Exactly. Yeah, he expects just that idea alone to carry it. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of people asking a question, but like nobody attempts to answer it. Yeah, or yeah. debating it, or like. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that I feel like giving him the opportunity to do this is fascinating and really, really yep. cool. It's really cool that people were able to give, uh, they were able to drum up the 70 million so that he could go and finalize his vision and, and all that stuff. Do I think that it set a bad precedent for other people? That yes. is one thing I yes. wanted to bring up, which is, and I was talking with uh, John about this earlier today, which is, was John this Tasker, a win? Of the show. Yes. Was this Don't a roll win? roll your fucking eyes. Don't say his name. then. <laughs> <laughs> the question is was this a was this like what i've said about uh the rise of skywalker was this a win for toxic fandom unfortunately yes unfortunately so, yeah. so um and it's going to continue to be like the precedent is that if you whine and complain enough you will get your way and that's also, not cool we also already have enough of a problem where it feels like instead of movies being made by the people making them, they feel made by committee. Like with how extensively mm-hmm. everything is test shot and marketing agents come in. Like, like to be honest, I'm curious what the original cut of any Marvel movie would look like before committee came in or the original scripts or anything. Because with a precedent like that, everything is so made by committee these days. Uh, was it like, or not, and not by the filmmakers, but by the way audiences uh, want. Like notice how, um, uh, was it like, I was talking to John about how notice how, uh, uh, was it now that Spider-Verse has hit really big or whatnot? Marvel wants to do their own Spider-Verse. Yep. Right. Or notice and notice how especially uh, even with the way they made those movies, like notice how after Guardians of the Galaxy became huge and a me and super memeable, all the movies started to adopt that aesthetic and tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, and it's it's I don't know if it's this. This is a positive direction for for fandoms and whatnot is yeah. be, because like you said, Liam, it's it it's reactionary. And even though, yes, this was a, this is a positive reaction. Like if you're talking about with science and whatnot, you know, this was a positive reaction to the experiment. If you experiment with this again, you might make mustard gas, right? Like you never really know what you're going to get if you keep experimenting with this sort of thing. I mean, this wasn't, I mean, I don't want to breathe this ever again. I'll tell you that. I don't want, I don't want to breathe this justice Snyder's Snyder's cut any ever again, but like, it, it's yeah it just sets a very bad precedent for for fans and for productions and for production companies and just for and just for the fact that's uh what is it like that's not a lot of snyder fans are people who are oh, was it there's kind of people who idol who uh grew up uh only reading rob liefeld comics and are like oh uh superman sucks because he's a good person right and batman's a wimp because he uh, was it because he doesn't kill mm. and i hate those people yeah me too so yeah, much that's irritating yeah, um, and, and like when it comes to like uh like the like the actual like production side of things on this uh i have two major complaints 
uh, a lot of really weird, jarring musical choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of like slow uh, uh, like songs uh, that actually have like vocals and everything that like don't fit the scene at all. And also way too much slow motion. Way like, too. If much. you took half, if you took half the shots in this movie and sped them up to normal speed, this movie would be like two and a half hours long. Yeah, I know we joke about it all the time with Snyder, and we have for years. Is that he? The man loves his slow mo, but man, does he love his slow mo? Maybe you a mean, little bit this, too much. It's like a guy who got into a piss kink who just maybe went a little bit too far. You know, <laughs> with this and BVS, it feels like he. Shot the movie on the moon. <laughs> with, how, with how high people jump, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, yeah, it's just it's just so weird. I don't like. There's so much slow motion, and that doesn't really add anything. Like, why did the why was the like we already talked about the the coffee cup. Like, why was that in slow motion? Why was that a close up? I don't get it. Yeah, there's very very odd choices. I wouldn't be shocked if it was there to pad the runtime. You know, yeah, to make it to make it feel more important, they wanted like, it to be four hours long. And yeah. I told you guys about I would have uh, with something like the Justice League, which again I stand by should be like the biggest, like most epic superhero thing ever. I would settle for a three-hour cut. Sure, I can understand. Yeah. I can understand that or whatnot. Oh, yeah. but like especially given that, like I just don't, I don't understand the logic in going back and shooting more nightmare stuff when you're not when there's no way in hell you're getting a sequel. Well, we don't know. We don't know. But on that note, Liam brought up the nightmare stuff. We might as well talk about the epilogue to this movie that features Jared Leto's Joker, but this uh, time... Joe Manganello's Deathstroke yep, with a mohawk. With a mohawk. Um, Mira, for some reason. Um, or Mera. Where the fuck you say? Amber Heard's in this. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, there's no reason for that epilogue whatsoever it could have ended are, with martian had... manhunter fucking off and that could have been the ending you know yeah like I'm, I'm a little confused as to why they teased two different movies like three different movies at the end of this movie yeah like like so they had the ending where uh it's deathstroke is mm-hmm. that the same yep. yeah he shows up on the boat and lex luther is like oh i have a way for you to kill the batman and it's like <laughs> cool and then they they te- then they have the nightmare thing that's teasing a whole different movie where deathstroke is on their team and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The yeah. only thing that I know for sure is that uh, when Ben Affleck was making a Batman movie, he was going to use Deathstroke. But that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we know. Yeah. 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 So then, go ahead. Jared Leto. Okay. So I, the whole time we were watching this movie, I was like, I mean, it's marginally better than the Justice League. I'll give you that. Up until we got to maybe the three hour mark. And I was like, all right, now we're starting to go downhill. And I was like, oh, it's marginally better. And then it mm-hmm. kind of just started to get worse. It wasn't yeah. until... Except for except for the, the climax. Like, that half-hour faction was pretty fun. Like, it's they actually fun. find... Like, I remember... Like, one thing I'll touch on with the climax is that I remember seeing in the theater where I'm like, this should be, like, the coolest fucking thing ever where there's that awful-looking shot where Aquaman, like, falls through a building or whatnot and it just bursts through up a sidewall of this version. I'm like, wow, that actually looks kind of cool. Yeah, they fixed it. It looked a lot better. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then we got to the epilogue and it went from like, oh, you know, this is a good 55% movie, 60% movie to like a 10% movie. It, cause it pissed me off. It made me so angry the entire time we were watching that because I don't like Jared Leto's performance of the Joker. I don't know why people are praising him as this return to form in this 
iteration. All they did was make him go from a SoundCloud rapper to Machine Gun Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, they got rid of the tattoos. They painted his face white. They did the 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 lips and everything, and they just made him look. They made him look more like Heath Ledger's Joker. Right, I'm and and he did the laugh too, as mm-hmm. Heath Ledger's Joker. And I was like, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. Um, you do your own fucking performance, and he then also, you have Batman say fuck, and I was like, yeah, I don't care, I don't care I who you are. Fucking, I will fucking kill you. Except for the it, fans. It, it, <laughs> except it wasn't even cool the way he said it, because like uh, he says something around along the lines. He's talking about Harley Quinn or something. Yeah, and when I held like, her in my dead arms, she didn't yeah. call for the Joker. Or, yeah, or she, she, she she was like, as she died, she made me promise that I would. Uh, that when I kill you and I will fucking kill you, it's like yeah. It they they put the fuck in an aside. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't even put it in the main like thing that he was saying. It's just, <laughs> he, he 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 like goes aside and says, "Oh, and I will fucking kill you." Oh, by the way, it's like, by the way. yeah. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, then you're gonna kill him. Fucking kill him. Yeah, the last little bit. It just it felt. I mean, obvious. It was tacked on. It was. Yeah, re- from it what was... I understand, Snyder shot it in his yard. <laughs> find that. Actually, yeah. which yeah. I mean, if he did shoot it in his yard, I'm impressed that it looks the way it does. But yeah. that's true. That's Set fair. up some green screens and all that good stuff. Like, yeah, could they just not get Jason Momoa for that scene? Is that why Mara was there instead? Uh, I don't know what they're setting. I think up. it was planned. I think it was planned for him to die originally. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's why she's there instead of him. That's why. Oh, and they keep mentioning how Lois is the key. And Lois, yeah. and and then they try and set up as if Batman and Lois hooked up, which has been a thing in the comics. Liam has did not fail to mention that to that. And no, so it, but. it's a thing in DCAU where they briefly dated when they first crossed over. That's it. Mm-hmm. But apparently, originally, that's one thing that Snyder did not get his way on with this. Right. Which is in the original script for Justice League, apparently him and Terrio wanted Bruce and Lois to fall in love and Superman's death for some reason. Yeah. Which weird. is weird. But they that remained in this epilogue and there's no reason for it. Like I understand that like the whole thing of oops, oops, I dropped something. Uh, how um like the maybe the reason why Superman caused because that's kind of what they're teeing up, is that Superman caused all this shit. Um, or was a major part of why everything is going to shit here, um, and that he's probably pissed off because super because because Batman and, and Lois hooked up. And I was like, if this is a jealousy plot, oh, no. so Superman felt Superman joined Darkseid and and submitted to the anti life equation because uh, just because Lo- something happened to Lois, right? I, I even in the fucking Injustice video game, I thought that was a stupid idea, like and just show like. It sounds stupid. It, it it's just fucking stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. Um, that's the other thing that they do. They do bring in is the anti-life equation. That's a new thing that they mentioned in this. And basically, the anti-life equation is if you know that this mathematical equation and you memorize it, you can control essentially any race on the planet. Yeah, you can control all life. You can control and destroy all life. Yeah, hmm. which is a kind of a dumb plot, but it's also kind of fun, I guess. Anyway, um, yeah, to give you my review of Justice League, I didn't like it. Um, I think I've made that clear. There's a lot of this movie that I was laughing at, um, not laughing with. I was laughing at this movie. And I do, a part of me feels bad because 
this is a man's work that he made in memorial to his daughter. And I'm and like, you know what? I will touch on that really quick. I am happy that most of the money him and Deborah seem to have gotten from this is going towards uh, trying to make a difference in that. And it did honestly kind of warm my heart a little bit, which is see like uh, them putting up banners in the background and like just ways to try and send that as much as they possibly could. Yeah, that was one thing like, we did notice. There was a lot of like anti-suicide um, and, and mental health billboards that had been swapped out from the original. Yeah, I, I, I know I saw at least one. I, I didn't see any others, but yeah, we saw, but, al but, we al saw one but also, we oh yeah, yeah. But also, uh, I oftentimes wasn't looking at the screen cause I was praying for it to end. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, I, I, I hate this movie. Yeah. Honestly, that's fair. Uh, like I, we paused like when each part ended and, uh, the first time we paused after part one ended, I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're like an hour into this, right? It was a half hour in or something like that. Yeah, it was 30, was like, oh 33 minutes. Yeah. Every hour felt like two hours. Yeah. This movie just drags the, the fucking, um, uh, there, there's like no real pacing. Uh, like the, the structure is an absolute mess. There's too much put in there here. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it just, I think a word that was thrown around a lot while we were watching it is masturbatory. Yes. That's kind of how it felt. And I, I, I feel like, like you said, Christian, I feel a little bad for shitting on it because of the circumstances of its existence. Mm -hmm. But also I really did not like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I fine. It. I mean, some babies are born out of, out of terrible, terrible things, but you could still, <laughs> still I call also, that baby a piece of shit. You baby. Again, God. One other thing I was going to, uh, I was to put out there with this movie is that like, uh, I think what I'm again what I'm most concerned about is the precedent that this this circumstance is going to set. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, agree. And like, uh, I would have been fine if uh, like they just put it out there, and it's just like there you go. But like the fact that they put all this money to it and people are, it's just not helpful to a lot of uh, scenarios. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and even. One thing I do just want to throw in quickly on a conception level is uh, this movie made one, the DCEU made one big mistake from the start. And this movie is a perfect personification of that. From what I've gathered, there are two ways to do this. And I hate to use uh, these two examples, Marvel as these two examples. Either, if you're going to do a big thing like this, either either do what the Avengers did and have an individual film for each character or the majority of them and then just and so you you don't so you're we're just all set and ready to go or do what Guardians of the Galaxy did where you just introduce them them there so they could just all pop off don't try to do both at the same time right mm -hmm. right that's fair yeah i don't cuz like now we have to play cuz then you have BVS and Man of Steel Wonder Woman and then you have a bunch of new characters and now you have to so you, you have to introduce new characters in this movie, but also play catch up with the other guys who you've seen before. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <sighs> okay. it's not a good movie. I don't, I don't. And like, I, I don't want to like, I want to like be happy for people who like this movie, but seeing people call it a masterpiece is kind of pissing me off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Like if they love it, great, cool. But also, I know what like, you're I'm, watching. I'm having conflicting emotions because yeah. I'm like, cool, you like what you like, that's great. But also, fuck you for liking this movie. Yeah, <laughs> just know that you just watched garbage. Like, please, just be aware yeah. of it. No, you know, 
Yeah, going, I guess going to McDonald's I should, and I should, calling it gourmet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should also uh, probably um, clarify that I went into this not being a Zack Snyder fan, not being a DC uh, universe, uh, uh, like cinematic universe fan, not really caring about the DC comics at all, and also just being tired of superheroes. Right. So I was not in a place to like this movie in the first place. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least, you know, even, even yeah. with the whole tired of superheroes thing, like I don't really blame this as much as I do Marvel for all of that. Mm. Like I would have a lot, I wouldn't be as burnt out if I were, as I were, if we were getting more stuff with our own distinct voices or like just take doing what they doing, like what they do in the comics, we're creating their own tones and universe and not just, having if you're gonna and not just having them all fit within the same tone and quota right right mm-hmm. yeah that's what i the problem with uh i don't think but it's the problem with superheroes as a whole i think the problem is in presentation and tone and everybody just trying to do the same thing yeah. i don't know i'm i don't know if i fully agree with that uh because I'm, I'm just in general i'm just tired of the, the idea of superheroes like so just... regard regardless of tone or or uh or setting or anything like that i'm just kind of done with superheroes for now yeah and i'm just like burnt I... out on i'm just burnt out on blockbuster filmmaking mm-hmm. and the way we do tentpole films which feels really bad because it's making me talk shit about a lot of stuff that i used to love like that's part of why i'm burnt out on star wars mm-hmm. i was if that's part of why i'm burnt out that's a big part of why i'm burnt out on marvel and all of this is that we're all we're only making the same kinds of blockbusters over and over and i'm just so sick of it and and it doesn't help that everything's made by fucking committee Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay anyway we're at an hour and we we promised everyone or each other that we would get hit an hour so That has been our review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, also spoilers, by the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> um, so if you like what you heard, or if, even if you didn't, if you don't agree with us, feel free to tell us. But the places where you could go to do that are you can go to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube and go find us on Thunder Lizard Collective on any of those platforms. On Twitter, we're ThunderLizardOG. And you can find us by going to Patreon.com slash ThunderLizard. We have a Patreon account. You can go there to get this and other things earlier, and early access, among other things. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell a friend. Share us on social media. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Give us five stars on iTunes. and Do the same thing on any of the equivalent platforms, streaming platforms that you may be listening to. We have uh, a few other shows. Um, one of which is still in the works. The other one is uh, coming back really soon. Um, that is being TND, Thunder and Dragons, hosted by Lucas down there. Um, Thunder, our Thundermaster. Uh, Lucas guides us through um, the world of Dungeons and Dragons, along with Liam, myself, and our friend Dan. And uh, yeah, while we're here, might as well thank our Patreon sponsors. So thank you, Kate M, Tanya A, Scott J, Manos V, and Owen F. So, wow, I hit that one off. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> I rambled that one. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> this has been our review of Zack Snyder's, uh, Zack Snyder's Thundercast. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya.